Coming to you from the DTC, our community now presents the Parental Composure Podcast with your hosts, Elise Sombrano and Mike Ayers. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mike Ayers, and I'm here with the mom of the year, Elise Sombrano. How are Hello. you, Elise? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm lovely. Good. This is our this is our first inaugural. I love saying that word. Parental composure <laughs> podcast. Yes, parental composure, and parental composure is brought to you by Colorado Ranch Market. Get ready for a food buying experience unlike any other. Their grand opening is December 14th in Colorado Springs at 3333 North Academy Boulevard. Head over there during the grand opening for a chance to win free produce for a year or an Oculus VR headset. And visit their website at www.coloradoranchmarket.com for more info. And follow us on our socials and the YouTube. So... I want to go ahead and put this disclaimer out already, if that's okay with you, Elise. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I love my kids. I love them very much. So we, Elise and I, come here, and we just want to share, how do we say this, share our experience? Yeah, yeah, share our experience, share our journey through parenting. We don't judge anybody. Nope. We're just, we want this podcast to be somewhere you come to when... It was hard to get your kids up this morning. Yeah. yeah. And you need a little uh, therapy, parental therapy. Yes. And another disclaimer, we are not MDs. No, not we, at all. We are not parental psychiatrists. But, I mean, is it me or I'd rather take parental advice from somebody who has experience and not, like, somebody who has book smarts, I yes, guess you would call it. Absolutely. A book is a lot different than actually going through the process of raising children. You cannot compare. I mean, yeah, there's good information out there, but you have to actually live it in order to be able to. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, that's so huge. So in the beginning, um, so let me just say, tell you guys a little bit about myself. Um, I, I live here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, just moved here about two years ago, and I have a Brady Bunch, literally. Um, I have one daughter. She is 19. She'll be turning 20 next month. Uh, happy birthday, Taylor. Happy early. birthday. Um, but then I have two stepdaughters. One is 20 and one is 18. I love them very dearly. Uh, I raised them as they were my own. Um, and then I have a 10-year-old. Um, and I have a three-year-old, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but this, like, I really have to think through this because if I get it wrong, <laughs> I am good. in so much trouble. <laughs> and then I have Jackson, he's three. Um, and then we have one on the way who's, uh, due to be, to join us in February. And so that would make number six. And I believe the Brady Bunch had six kids. Yes. Yes. yes that is okay. <laughs> correct. So that's when it's time to get snip snip. Um, <laughs> and so, so our fans know that I did call about a week and a half ago to schedule a snip snip job. And they were literally booked until February 2020. Dang. 20, February 2020. Oh, my God. Guys are that is, turning oh their God. plumbing off. They're ready. They're ready They're to stop done. this. 
They are so finished. So, ladies, if you are looking to get pregnant with your husband or your significant other, please, you better hurry up because uh, the snip snip office is closing fast. Yeah, and that gives you a year of chances. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. It's it's ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, well. Maybe we can throw a plug for a snip snip doctor and he'll do it for me for free. Oh, dang. That's a good idea. (laughs) Okay. So, um... Tell me a little bit about, let, let's tell them a little bit about you. Yeah. What, you know, what your family size look like. I'm sure it's not as big as mine. Not as big as yours. Um, definitely, probably as crazy, you know, all our families are a little bit crazy when you have kids. Um, I have three kids and I moved to Texas a year ago. I mean, sorry, Colorado from Texas. Um, and my oldest is 14 and I have, and he's a boy, and I have a 10-year-old boy, and I have a 9-year-old girl. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like, you know, you have the older one, so you're kind of experiencing adulthood and tween and little. Oh, boy, starting all over again. <laughs> I'm kind of like in that, you know, I'm just starting to get into the teenager phase. So you, you have more experience with boys, and then I have more experience with the girls. Yes, yes. (laughs) But even though I have more kids, I tip my hat to you and your husband because our one boy, Jackson, who's only three, (laughs) has felt like it's been 18 years. (laughs) Like all all jokes aside. Oh, I I know. Believe me. Yeah. Like a lot of, so I'm speaking on um, a father's perspective. A lot of dads out there are like, oh my gosh, five girls? Mike, what? What are you thinking? Like how? I don't know. How, how are you, you even still here on Earth? Oh. It's really not that hard though, really? except except when they get to the teenage years. That's when. That's what I'm scared of. That's when it's oh my gosh, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I can only imagine. So with your little one, yeah, uh, you know, just let your husband know that I'm here for him. Thank you. <laughs> if he needs any, uh, <laughs> thank you. We've already joked about oh the things gosh. that we're gonna do the first date. You know. Getting out the guns, cleaning out, <laughs> uh, you know, just getting ready to scare that boy away so he doesn't come around yeah, anymore. There's, I mean, there has been plenty of that down my road. Um, and <laughs> a couple of inst- instances I cannot speak upon, <laughs> but they're, um, they're very stressful times. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, yes, it is hard to raise um a little girl and a father's perspective. I do not know what it's like on a woman's side, but on a father's side, it is hard. But, you know, it's your little princess. Yeah. You know, for yeah. your dad, for, for us dads, our girls are our little princesses. So at the same time, while we, you know, we say, you know, don't mess with no boys, keep the boys away and this and that, it's, our, it's the least of our worries. It really is. Really? Yes. Huh. It really is. Because, honestly, you don't need to worry about that until, you know, teenage years. That's true. So a majority of your time with them is... Yes. Now, you do have to worry about these, you know, the predators and all that out there, but that's both boy and girl. That's so true. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's our little princess. Yep. Um, When it comes to Jackson, like Jackson, like I said, he's only three, but I'm really not worried about it. He can handle his own. Yeah. So it's... 
And until you're trying to keep them alive every day. Yeah. I think that's the challenging part with boys. My wife says the same thing. Yeah. Like he's jumping from couch to uh-huh. couch, jumping off the top bunk of a bunk bed or you know, he grabs the pillows from the couch and then he jumps from like the highest point in the living room. Oh and my it's God. like I So know. yes, that's what she's worried about. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the truth. I mean, like, and when you put a Superman cape on them, they think they're like, oh, you know, oh they, they're not going to get hurt. They can just jump off anything and, and fly through the air when until they reach the ground. Jackson literally thinks he's Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He thinks the web is going <laughs> to come out sense. of his hand and mm-hmm. it's going to stick to a wall yep. until all of a sudden he hits his head. Doo! And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. Your your web malfunction, sorry, son. Uh, yeah. Oh, so then yeah. he comes back and thinks he's Captain America, and then yeah, he and that just doesn't goes, work out either. Just goes through the superheroes. <laughs> I so. know. Oh yeah, my son was all the super. Well, both of them were all the superheroes. My oldest thought he was a wolf half the time. So like. <laughs> A wolf. And like literally, like he would go in the backyard and practice running on all fours, like daily. So oh, I mean, and he do thought you he was have a that on video? Do you have that on video? I, I gotta find it. I'm sure I have it somewhere. Uh, your son's probably not gonna like that. So. <laughs> That's all right. I'll get over it. <laughs> um. So one of the things, you know, the one of the first things I want to talk about. Let's talk. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about you know new. I don't even know what you call them. Uh, newbies, uh, parents, mm-hmm. new parents. Um, you know, it's, well, first of all, let me start off by saying it's not going to turn out how you think it is. <laughs> but that that's another disclaimer I plugged in there. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, some of the things that I have issues with, um, and you know what, again, I'm, we're not here to judge. Every parent parents differently and... You know, they are f- they're free to do whatever they want. But there are, like, the common sense type of, you know, things that you just don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my biggest things that I feel you shouldn't do, again, not judging anybody, becoming, uh, you know, one of those parents that always say, that's not going to be my child. Yeah. That's not going to be my child. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, my that's kid will never do that. My kid would never even think about doing that. Oh, my gosh. I wish they would because I'll put their head through a wall or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, parents, uh, if you're listening, new parents, they will test you. Am I right, Elise? Oh, every day. They will test you. They will test you everywhere from they're the smart. time they're walking mm-hmm. until, yeah. Uh, until and, yeah, we're gone, eternity. probably. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yes, it will be your child that... Uh, you know, climbs on a desk and wants to jump on the floor and just mm-hmm. think they can fly. Yeah. Or, you know, when they get older, they're going to test you because mm-hmm. they want to know how you act. So they're going to badmouth you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There would be a lot. And if they of get those. away with it, they'll do it again until Absolutely. you put your foot down. <laughs> yes. And then that that brings up the new thing where you can't be. You know, once they get older, you can't be best friends with your kids. Yeah, That's like a big no-no. Mm-hmm. It's that fine balance because it's like you want them to trust you, especially as they get older. But at the same time, like if you let everything go, then yeah, that's what you become yeah. as a friend instead of a right. parent. Because as a parent, you're there to teach them right from wrong um, and raise them, uh, basically raise them, groom them. Um, I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about, but yeah. it's you can't just 
you can't be that friend. No. Like it's okay to love your kids and go out do things and this and that. But once your kid does something wrong, you need to put them in your in their place. Right. Because I mean, then they'll become, you know someone in society that thinks that they can get away with everything or get everything handed to them or whatever the case is. And, you know, we don't need any more people like that in our society, that's for sure. I mean, is it me or am I wrong that, like, parenting is one of the most important things? I completely agree. In life, Mm -hmm. because you are raising this human being to, you know, and it's your job to teach them right from wrong, Mm -hmm. um, to teach them the do's and don'ts, and, you know, they're everything. You're, you're there to teach them everything. Oh, yeah. And then once they hit 18, or some people might say 35, um, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, you know, when, it, when you feel it's time to let go, you know, you're still there to be there uh, to support them and mm-hmm. give advice and things like that. But, you know, eventually there is going to come a time where they're going to have to learn on their own. So how have you done that? Like the trans, I think the the thing that intimidates me is that transition between like teenager to adulthood. Cause like you have an adult now. So it's like that process of like, okay, I need to be like this strict, not necessarily strict, but the parent that teaches you how to do these things. And then at 18, let you go. And so it's like, how do you, I don't know. So I'll be, I'll be straight up, and I'll be the first one to say this, that I am not the best parent in the world. Like, I am, <laughs> I am, I am pretty strict. And, uh, you know, the way I've handled it lately is, so it came down, it came for the first, for the first two kids who doesn't live with me anymore. Um, you know, they, it was one of those things where I said, you have to get out. Like, honestly, because... Uh, they, they took things. I, I admit, I was in the wrong on some instances, but you know, it's just one of those arguments where you reach a breaking point, and it's like that's it, I'm done. Mm, yeah. Because you realize, you know what? Hold on, I don't have to argue with this kid. I don't have to explain myself. But then you're, you tend to forget that your kid is now an adult. So as you remember, when you turn an adult, nobody could tell you anything. Mm-mm. Oh, never. Yeah. And when I was 12. I mean, that started at like 12. <laughs> <laughs> Mine started about 16. But when, you, when, when that kid turns 18, you can't tell them anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, you, when they first become that age, you forget that. And it's like, so you're still like me. I was yelling at them. Yes, I yell at my kids. I'm sorry. I yell Forgive at my kids, me. too. <laughs> but... When I when I'm yelling when I'm yelling at them because we have an argument about something, you know it's I forgot I don't have to yell at this this person like it's you know it that's when it becomes if you're still living in your parents' house listen kids if you're 18 and over and you're still living in your parents' house it's their way or the highway I mean I'm yeah. sorry it has to be like that yeah you know you're in your parents' house still for a reason mm-hmm. because you're not ready to move on and you know so with uh i'm just gonna say well with taylor and michaela uh they you know me and taylor left on a bad note and we're still on bad terms but you know we we will get over oh yeah yeah um um but with michaela she you know i really i was wrong with her so when i kicked her out i honestly came back to her and said listen i'm 
I kind of messed up. You know, you, you can come back home, blah, blah, blah. She said no. Really? She was like, no, I'm good. And so we had a discussion, and we made sure that we were not on bad terms anymore and this and that. But mm -hmm. this is what she wanted to do. She was ready to see what it's like to be an adult. Well, see, and that's how it should be, because if you're making things so easy living at home, what is their motivation to get out of the house? Exactly. So, <laughs> and that's, that's one of my reasons why I'm strict, Yeah. is because yeah. I want them to, you know, they know I love them. They know I will die for them. They know I will do anything for them to be happy, uh, feel safe, and things like that. But uh, my whole thing is, you know, I, like, a, like I said, I have one on the way in February. I have Jackson, who's three, and Riley, who's 10. Yeah. So it's like, listen, guys, I, I hate to say it like this, but I look at them in batches. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, the first batch <laughs> is done. I'm so sorry. But... You guys either have to, you know, help us out and, you know, just do things our way in the house mm -hmm. because you still have younger siblings or you just got to go because we have the second batch. Yeah, you well, know, you need to, to give them the focus and absolutely. attention that they need. Yeah, yeah so mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's that's how I've been handling it. Um, we still have a 20-year-old that still is with us. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and the rule, you know, it's basically just, you know, look, you just need to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand you're not able to get on your feet, but until you get on your feet, you need to work, you need to help out around the house. Definitely. Um, just because you're 20 doesn't mean that you can go in and out all times of the night. And Yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, when we were, so I got married at 19, really young, but um, we, you know, we had to live with my parents for a while to like save up for, you know, for a house and stuff like that. And um, I think the biggest thing that they appreciated was just you know, being there and helping out and not making things harder, you know, just cleaning up after yourself, having a job, like you're saying, um, just that kind of stuff. Because, you know, especially here in Colorado, it's expensive. You're, you're not going to be able to just get out and do things on your own as much as we did, you yeah. know, when we were younger, Absolutely. I think. So that's also understandable. Like if you have to live with your parents for a while, totally get it. But at the same time, like just give them the respect that they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I mean, I don't want to get too personal into my life, but you know, uh, my daughter was born when I was 19. Yeah. Um, and that's actually pretty awesome that you got married at 19, even though it's young, you got married. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was young. <laughs> you had, you had somebody there, you know, with you yeah. and with me, it was kind of difficult at 19. Uh, me and my uh, daughter's mom were at bad terms and, you know, we weren't getting along. So, you know, it was one of those type of relationships. So, you know, and with, at 19, I was a bad kid. I really was. Um, I can't see that, Mike. Okay. <laughs> but I've had experiences on, you know, saying, you know, F this and F that to my parents yeah. and walking mm -hmm. out and then living on the streets for a little bit. Um, and, you know, I've had that experience. Yeah. So what I try to tell my kids is that, look, I'm not making this up. Right. I am. I've been here. I've done it. You know, I don't want you there. That's yeah. the very last thing I want is for you to experience what I had to experience. And so, you know, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Again, like I said, it's hard to tell these young adults that, hey, look, trust me on this. Yeah. Because they're like, no, 
I'm 18. Law says, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, I'm an adult. So. <laughs> well, I think that's the best thing that we can do as parents is just be on it. I mean, you can't tell them everything, you know, especially right. when they're younger, because they're just going to like take it and run with it. But, you know, we can at least say, look, we've been there. We've done things like just trust us and learn from our experiences. Because that is, you know, ultimately as a parent, you just want the best for your kid. Absolutely. In the, yes. I mean, that's all we want. Like, yeah. well, uh, most parents. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, going back on, going back on the, the new parenting thing yeah. is just, you know, new parents out there, it's, uh, they, they like to try and plan ahead. Yeah. Which is, right. you know, I, it sounds good, Yeah, <laughs> but it's never going to go the way you plan. I know. I know. Um, I mean, I can't remember which child, but you know, I even tried it. I was like, okay, look. We're we're gonna do it like this. We're gonna do it like that. When she comes this age, we're gonna do it like that. You know, I literally forgot all about it her first two months of her life. <laughs> because, so true. Yeah, it doesn't go like that. It just has to be fluid. Like you have to just go through the days. Like I I, I joke around with my sisters all the time. It's like you're literally surviving. Like you're yes. just doing because you never know what's going to come tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen. So, you know, in the morning, your kid could have the flu and throws up all over you and you're supposed to be at work by eight. You know, it's like all these things you cannot plan for. And then the bigger things, right. you know, so. And the big thing about that is, you know, basically in all reality is that before your baby came, you know, it was all about you in mm-hmm. your life. But once your baby is born, it's not about you anymore. It's not. It's all about your child mm-hmm. and what you're going to do to, uh, you know, how am I going to raise this child the, in the best way that I can and to give that child the best that I can. But it's whatever you do from there on out is not about you. Yeah. It's about f- that kid. Yeah. And it's not, you know, so. I think that's one of the hardest things yeah. about being a new parent. Like because it's it just changes it just like totally that. changes like it's a total one eighty and you have to go in the total opposite direction. I mean, you can be try and be mentally prepared for it, but you know whether you're nineteen having a kid or thirty six, I mean, you are used to taking care of you, Absolutely. and so the minute the baby comes, like, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's tough. It messes with you. Like, <laughs> you need to have a closet to cry in. <laughs> <laughs> do you have and a closet to cry? I do. Wow. I call it, I actually, like when I was in Texas, my friends would call it my cry closet because I was completely honest about the fact that I would need breaks once in a while. I have something similar. It's the garage. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I take a car apart and then just put it back together oh, just because my good. kid pissed me off. Yeah. You, we all have our, you know, our place where we can just <sighs> let I think my out. motorcycle has been torn apart about three, four times now. That's actually and, a good <laughs> It's a good idea to have something like that, you know, especially when you're upset, like to work with parts and. Yeah, because when I was younger, when I would get upset the way I do today, mm-hmm. I would punch holes in a wall. I yeah. would, I, I would lose it. Yeah. So you know, nowadays you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think now, like the laws are where, hey, if you verb, you know, if you yell at your kid or cuss at your kid, you're going to jail. Rip, you know what, what I mean? Really? It's verbal abuse. Oh dang. It, the, <laughs> See, it's verbal. It's actually they call Nobody it abuse. Hears my house. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I try to keep 
you know, I don't talk about what happens inside my house just yeah, because, know. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure who's listening to this podcast. Oh, my husband's Hispanic. He's half Hispanic and I'm Italian. So you can only okay. imagine. I can't like... imagine that. My wife's a redhead. If that. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we lose it a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but it's like if the kids have that balance, I mean, this is my perspective, obviously. I mean, I, I know there's studies on, you know, you shouldn't yell and you shouldn't do this and that. And, you know, honestly, I feel like I have good kids. And I think the thing is they know that we love them. And so, you know, yeah, we're going to have those times where we're going to get really upset about something they did or didn't do. Um, and, yeah, there may be yelling. But ultimately, like you had done earlier, you were saying you go and apologize if, you know, you don't, you know that you did something wrong or you didn't handle it the right way. I think that's the most important thing as parents, you know, is just, yeah, you're going to screw up, you're going to yell, but don't be afraid to acknowledge the fact that you're not perfect. That's, and that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. is going back and realizing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know a lot of parents that will just yell, cuss, you know, throw things across the house and this and that, and they have no remorse about any yeah, of it. And they're like, yeah. no, I was right. I'm mm-hmm. always right. Yeah. And, you know, you have to, as, as long as you realize that, okay, this time I was wrong. Um, I shouldn't have said this. You know, let me apologize. But to be honest, back then I didn't do it like that. But nowadays I do do it. Like yeah. if I'm wrong, I'm going to let my kid know because I really screwed up. Do you notice the difference like with how it's yeah. affected your relationship? Yeah. It's yeah. Um, just a couple of days ago, you know, I apologized to one of my kids for the things that I've said to them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just within the last couple years, but I just now came out and apologized for it. Which is huge. you know, it doesn't matter. I feel it doesn't matter when you apologize for it. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. As long as you do it. Because really, that's what your kids are going to remember, you know. Yeah. They're going to remember, like, even if it was, you know, a few years before. Like, the the thing that they're going to remember is the time that it happened and then when you actually apologized. Right. Or if you did or if you didn't, you know. But the (sighs) biggest thing is... Parenting's so hard. (laughs) I think hard is like an understatement. I know. I think so too. A lot of people a lot of people will say, Oh, you know, it's so easy being a parent. It's a... Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, what world are you living in? <laughs> uh, parenting is a whole new level. It's a, basically it's a whole new world. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And you're going off of exhaustion too. So it's like you're not just doing hard things, but you're doing it with no sleep. Yeah. And if you look at yourself what your life looks like while you're, you know, being a parent and while you have kids. And then if you look at, look and think about what your life would have been with no kids, Mm -hmm. it's a totally different world. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. Which ultimately, I mean, I think most parents would say, like, I can't even imagine my life without my kids. You know, I mean, I can to a certain extent. I mean, you know, you know, having kids early, like I didn't get to go, you know, finish college. I tried to finish it while I was you know, a mom, and that was tough. But really, like, all those things, they don't really matter once right. you have, you know, your family structure and you see the benefits and and why you did what you did because it, it it's special, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just two years thing. ago, I moved my, my entire family from Virginia, uh, right outside D.C. metro area, to Denver because 
I felt it was a better life for my kids, yeah. not for me, because right. Denver would have been the last place I would have picked for myself. <laughs> but you know, for my kids and what you know, what they what like the schools out here are fantastic. Yeah, they really yeah, are. I'm happy with. And yeah, my son Jackson had his second uh, open heart surgery here at Children's Colorado Children's Hospital mm-hmm. in Aurora, mm-hmm. and it's the things that they have offered him since then and still do like you we wouldn't get that out there That's so awesome. there's a lot of things that played a part in moving the entire family it's a very hard transition as you know yeah mm-hmm. um but how were your girls like when it came to i mean that's another thing as raising a family like you may not stay in the same place forever and right. so it's like you have to make that executive decision yeah you do and it's a tough one because especially when you have older kids like you know that you're literally taking them from their friends and what they're comfortable with and planting them somewhere else Michaela was a senior when we moved here oh that's tough yeah it was it was no it, I'm was sorry it, tough on her? it was half she was half of a, a junior okay it was half of the year for as a junior. So right in the middle of school year, we moved her out here to Denver. Mm-hmm. And it was a very hard transition on her. And, but she respected the choice that, you know, yeah. that we made for, you know, for the kids. Yeah. And she respected it. She went along with it. It was hard. I saw that. She even told me. But she made it work. Mm-hmm. And she graduated. And now she has friends out here. And, you know, I think, and she knows, because I even asked her about whether she was going to move back to Virginia, Northern Virginia, um, when she graduated. And she was like, no, nah, I'm not going to move back there. That's cool. So she yeah. sees what I saw. Yeah. I think she sees what I saw. So it, it was a great transition, though. Yeah. But, so any, like, to those parents that are worried or concerned, I, I can totally agree with you on that. Because we moved when my son was 13. And that was pretty tough because, you know, all his friends were in Texas. My other kids really, you know, blended. It didn't, it wasn't an issue. Like they missed their friends, but they were able to go in and meet new friends in their school and stuff. But I think at that age, your daughter's age and at, you know, 12, 13, it's tough because like you've built that foundation. But I can say that it was worth it. And now he's fine. Like he's met his friends. He's met, you know, new people. So, you know, any parents out there that are are worried about that, it is hard, like the first year or two. And especially as a parent, you see them hurting sometimes. And, um, but it will be okay. (laughs) That's when you have to put your parenting hat on. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, be there for support. Like that's not, that's not when it's time to, Hey, get your ass to school, right? And you know, yeah. do this and do that. You have to, you have to like get down on their level and see. Listen, you just move, you just moved your family out yeah. here. It's not going to be, you know, there comes a consequence, and that is mm-hmm. to help your kids transition yes. that move. Yeah, because imagine yourself being torn from your truly best friends Mm -hmm. just in a matter of time and having to do it all over again. So it's really yeah. My husband and I had so many talks on that too. Like, I mean, we like literally tried to come up with ideas on how to make that transition easier. Um, And, you know, my youngest daughter was fine. My middle son kind of had an issue with it, but was better. But my oldest son, you know, we were like, okay, we, we kind of have limits on video games and stuff like that. But at that point, we were like, we're buying Xbox Live. <laughs> oh, boy. And he can talk. 
to his friends, like, you know, as much as possible because th- that was the that's, only thing he had. And that's you know? okay. Yeah. That's, you know, that, that makes sense. Yeah. But you know what? We should just g- jump right into... Technology. Technology. <laughs> and yeah. Our, and no kids. Yeah. It, oh, it's tough. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I don't even think we have enough time to talk about this. But oh, dang. It's... Yeah. No, I mean, like, I could talk about it for days and days mm-hmm. and days, but... Um, I'll let you start off. Oh man, it's it really irks <sighs> a nerve, and I'm sure I know you parents out there that uh, are living, you know, that can relate to Elise and I. It's it's ridiculous. Like cell phones, I could not imagine me in an iPhone oh back in in the nine in the early nineties because I, I would be. Yeah. I would be, I wouldn't be here. I I really wouldn't. I, Somebody would have probably, either I would have been a victim of something or <laughs> there's just so many things that are just. I know. I, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's so horrifying, <laughs> the stuff that's out there. But. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. How old is old enough to get a cell phone? And now oh, I understand. A tough one. Well, I understand that. You, just, I'm not gonna lie. Jackson has Jackson, the three year old. Mm-hmm. He yeah. has a cell phone, but it's not activated. Right. It's for him to, you know, watch his little things on there. But yes. I mean, an actual phone where, you know, has a phone number, and you know, a lot of parents will say, "Well, elementary school is fine because you know we have to call them in case there's a." And yes, parents, I admit, like the mass shooting, school shootings that go on. I trust uh, me, it scares the hell out of me every day that mm-hmm, I wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, but when is too early? I, so, I mean, and that's a tough thing, right? Because everybody's lifestyles are different too. So, I mean, I've known Very people true. that have, you know, um, that have gotten a, a divorce and their kids are between both families. And so they've bought their kids cell phones at like seven, eight. And that is mainly so that those parents can have, you know, can talk to them when they're at their other parent's house and not have to go through the parent, which makes sense to me. Um, I think for me personally, um, we, we bought our son a cell phone at 12 and, but we had restrictions on apps. So there's like different apps out there that you can buy to where like it locks certain apps, you know? And, and so it was mostly like texting and phone calls that he'd get um, and other apps that we found were appropriate, but then locked those other ones, which was helpful. But, you know, as they get older, you kind of like, you know, he's 14 now. And so you kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll allow Instagram or all, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, so you start opening at, you start allowing apps at a, when they hit a yeah, certain age. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, it's based on for us, for our family, it's based on like the trust level. So it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if you're going to screw up, like, you're going to get these things taken away. So how old does your son have to be to get Snapchat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, um, be ready. Yeah, we don't have Snapchat right now because... Um, well, that's... that's Trust. Um, Snapchat is very. Uh, it's awful. Very dangerous. <laughs> like for a teenager, I mean, I like as adults, we have self control. Most of us, and you know, if most of us, most of us, <laughs> and you know, Snapchat isn't the worst thing. But for a kid that has all the freedom in the world and has friends that also have all the freedom in the world on these little 
apps and that things can delete and parents can't see, that's something to be concerned about, yeah. in my opinion. Snapchat in the 90s would have been oh. trouble. Oh, my God. A lot of trouble. I remember like, going on AOL and, like, <laughs> you know, like, saying, like, stuff to my friends at school that my parents couldn't, you know, didn't know. But that was it. It was just words, you know? Yeah. Nowadays. Now it's all photos. Oh, yeah. It's all photos. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, kids express themselves through photos now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we would we would write letters to our friends and things like that in class and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yep. But we weren't passing any Polaroids or anything like that. You know what I mean? Are you sure about that? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-oh. No, I'm, I'm saying, sorry. like... I'm sorry, what is this rated? <laughs> okay, no. Um, I'm just saying... But no. Yeah, I, it was a lot different. Right. It was, it was so different. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's like uh, you just handing... Handing somebody a Polaroid, mm-hmm. and basically that's what it is. It, but it's on a cell phone. Well, and it's not like that Polaroid just disappears in your hand after they've seen right. it. Right, and the thing you cannot tell these kids is that look, once it's on the internet, it's on the internet. Yes, like with Snapchat or Instagram or anything. Well, let's just say Snapchat. Let's just use them for example. Mm-hmm. And this is no way to uh, down Snapchat or whatever. Um, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, that's just not trying what to we're protect doing. our kids. Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody can easily just take a screenshot because kids would be like, well, it's deleted in 24 hours. Yeah. If somebody takes a screenshot of that Snapchat, you're done. Yeah. And that's what I keep telling my kids is that because once it's there, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. It can hit thousands and thousands of people within minutes. Yep. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, that's what scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And it can resurface in times that you don't want it to resurface. <laughs> yeah. You and know, that time when you're trying to get that back, that uh, security clearance and things yeah, like that. Right, and then exactly. they find they find a little picture of you on the internet. Yes. And then, mm-hmm. But it's just so crazy how technology has become from now until when we were teenagers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember you know, my parents were pretty strict in our house and like, we had a, a computer, but it was out in the family room. Like, and, and so if we wanted yes. to use it, and not only that, but it was facing a direction to where they could see, and, you know, whatever was on it. Um, now you can literally have more access to way more things and use it in your room. Yep. And, and so, like, we've actually decided on a rule in our house, like, no, no phones in the room. Unless the phone is is locked. So, I mean, if the phone has locked apps and they just want to talk on their phone, because that's another thing. I used to talk on the phone all the time to my friends, but I didn't have all these other things that I could access while I was in the room. So I don't think my parents were really concerned about it because I would just, you know, be hanging out and talking just, on the phone. Hey, just speak your mind yeah. to your friends. Okay, well, I know my kids are talking trash about right. me. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. But it's like, you know, like nowadays... I notice, well, I mean, I don't notice with my kids, but I, you hear stories where kids are getting so, you know, upset and, you know, depressed and things like that, where they just turn to somebody they can just, like, they send these depressing photos mm-hmm. out to people, yes. and then it gets to the wrong person that wants to be a bully, a bully. Yeah. and then they turn that against you, and then that just makes everything worse. I know. So it's not only, you know... Uh, sexual things on Snapchat. That's it's true. also the whole bullying thing, and yes. you know, if you send a picture to a friend crying, and somehow somebody gets a hold of it, you know, they use it against you, and you know, it's that's what really turns these kids, and you know, oh, man. 
it's it's scary. I know. So there's so many things that you know to be scared about. So so I be don't frightened. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> be <No>. afraid. <laughs> be very afraid. It's it's just I honestly think that just being. Uh, I don't even know. Now I I will admit, and I you know I'm not I I need to start practicing my. Uh, parental things as I'm talking about them because Riley, my 10-year-old, she's really hardcore on her phone. And it's something that I do need to, you know, my wife and I need to, you know, uh, bog down a little bit. Yeah, Um, I I mean, man, when I I was 10 years old, I was outside. You can't get kids to go outside these days. I know. What? I don't understand. Like, I would love to go back to the days where we all went outside. We played manhunt Mm -hmm. or we, you know, just hung out as kids on the, uh, what is it, the green electric box. And uh. while the, you know what I mean? And yes. Oh, it's, it's just those those times are so wonderful. Like I I, Those are the, my best memories. I know. And then when these phones came out, like when these kids get, you know, 50, 60 years old, what's going to be their fondest memories? That text message that, uh. he, that they got from somebody or? Dang, Mike, you're making me... <laughs> You're making me think about all this stuff. But it's, you know, I mean, people, people say, you know, well, times do change and this and that. But it's like, you know, it's the simple things that just would make a lot of things better. I know. Getting your kids outside to play. It's so important. It's and so important. And a lot of people, let me tell you this kind of, you know, a lot of conversations that I have, mm-hmm. there's a lot of parents out there that are scared to let their kids go outside because of the fact of, you know, predators and this and that. So, now, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, I have but to admit. That's... it's, you know, my whole, trust me, I have five girls. So, yeah, yeah. of course, I've been scared. Yeah. But I always tell myself that when I was their age, they were out there. They were out there, too. I know. They just have different ways of, you know, preying on these children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they were still out there. So, you know, I want my kids to, uh, I don't know. I I want my kids to be able to experience that because once they do, like my kids used to, we were a big softball family. Awesome. Like I was a softball coach for seven years. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. So we were, we were a big softball family. So when it used to be nothing but softball, Mm -hmm. phones, they didn't even think about them hardly. Yeah. Then when they stopped, that's when the phones came into play. But that's just an example of, you know, getting your kids involved more uh, with sports, with, you know, just basically things they want to do. Yes. Because it will take their mind off that phone. Mm-hmm. Extracurriculars are, like, are very important when yeah. it comes to getting them away from technology, from phone, from TV. I mean, there's so much stuff that they can do just zoning out at home nowadays. <laughs> now, a lot of parents would be like, well... That's the only way to get my kid to calm down is if I just give yeah. them their phone back. Like, I know a lot of parents, they'll, they'll take their phone from their kid and be like, you're grounded from your phone for, 15, for like a week. But in 15 minutes, they'll give it back to them. Because, <laughs> and I know a lot of parents like that. Now, uh, I will tell my kid, uh, well, I used to tell the girls, look, your phone's taken away. Mm-hmm. Yes, they would get on my nerves when they didn't have their phone. So I would make them do something big to get it back. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. I will I will admit, you know, sometimes I was one of those parents where a couple days later I would give it back, 
but they had to do something big to get it back. You're like, I wasn't going to be like, you're getting on my freaking nerves. Yeah. Take the phone back. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, dying. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was not, yeah. I'm was, the same. Like, I, I get, so in our family, my husband's more, like, structured in that way. Like, so I'm thankful for that because I am kind of, I can be somewhat of a pushover sometimes. But I do have to relate in the sense that if I do give it back, it would be more of something that they earned, not just here, like you said, right. you're bugging me, take it. Because that doesn't teach them anything. I mean, I, yeah, it's the, like Riley, and again, I do need to control this, but, you know, Riley will disappear sometimes. Uh, she's gotten a lot better. Uh, she's hanging out more with the family and this and that. But when we were making this transition from uh, the D.C. metro area to mm -hmm. here, um, I think it was her way of making the transition. I think it was her way of... Coping. And, yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. she would disappear with the phone a lot. And, you know, whether it was a phone, an iPad, what have you. Yeah. Um, but it literally got to the point where it made me think, like, I'm a very bad parent for letting my daughter do this. Like I've felt that way like, many times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then it's you know when uh, we came when we came out here we we stayed with a really good friend of mine, um, and the kids call him Uncle Joe, uh, and you know once once we moved out of Uncle Joe's house and got into our own house it was um, because while we were Uncle Joe's we were making the transition mm -hmm. you know so. You know, I admit I, I neglected Riley a lot, but, you know, now I think I'm making up for it because Riley and I are so close now. And But the only thing is I can't get that information to her, like, please, put that phone down. I know. Like, please put the phone down. But when you, when you, you know, when you call the family into the living room and just be like, you know, hey, let's just hang out tonight, they're still on their phones. <laughs> You have to take the phone away in order we for do. you to have a family night. Oh, yeah. like Or there's... everybody's just on their phones on the couches and stuff like that. I mean, it's easy, too, as adults to do that. I mean, like, as the parent, it's like, oh, don't be on your phones. And then, like, 10 minutes later, you're like, you get a text message and, and you're, like, yeah. checking your phone, you yeah. know? And, it's... like, you know, with our, you and I, you and I jobs, mm -hmm. like, we have to be on our phones. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. You know, mm -hmm. so it's hard to sit there and say, uh, Riley, get off your phone. And I'm sitting there on my phone. Yeah. And I'm, I keep saying, well, I'm working. Really? You know, <laughs> yeah. they, we are really working, but they're looking at us like, come on, really? You're working? Oh, man. So it's, you know, it's, it's really hard. But. It is super hard. If anyone has any suggestions or advice... <laughs> Hey, yes. Send I, it send it to us. We take constructive criticism too. Yeah, we do. You know, if if you think I'm doing something wrong or you have some advice on something how I can make it better, you know, just actually, you know what? I want I, I want some advice on how I can deal with this with Riley. You know, Riley yeah. is daddy's princess. Mm -hmm. Um I think that's but she the phone is just, you know, it's crazy. So, you know, it's a comment on our YouTube channel or, you know, send us, you know, send us an email uh, at social media at pinbn.com. And, you know, we can, yes, please. I need some advice. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. would, if I need help, I, I will ask for help. <laughs> and I swear. <laughs> please help us. <laughs> I am not, I am, I would be the first to tell you, and I told you this earlier in the program, I am not the best parent in the world. Neither am I. And you know what? We if, just try, though. You know, we try. If, I, if there's any parents out there who think you are the best parent in the world, 
something went wrong. <laughs> because nobody out there is the best parent. Yeah. Like, it's very hard. And there's so many different ways of parenting that mm-hmm. there is no, like a lot of people will turn to Dr. Phil and say, you know, Dr. Phil helped me, you know, do this and do that. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Phil is, I'm not doubting him. He's a great guy. Um, but, you know, I would turn, I would ask for advice from another parent I, before I, I go to a doctor. I agree with that. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, somebody out there has experienced what I'm experiencing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah. You know, da- Daddy needs his princess back. Um, she, we are, you know, we're, we're awesome, but just trying to find a way to get her to put the phone down and have some quality time and yeah, build that. Now she is very excited for, uh, for her baby sister to come into the world. So that might know it was a girl. What do you mean? I didn't know it was a girl. What? Yeah, I was I was gonna ask you. Okay, so for those out there who are wondering, it is a, oh. a baby girl. So, but yes, it's she's very excited of having a you know baby sister coming into the world, and she's gonna be the older sister again. That's cool. It's with a sister instead of a little brother, so she's very excited for that. So hopefully that will help. You know, I think that change is... a lot of it. Oh yeah, and at ten, you know, you want to be. I mean, she was what seven when your son was born. Yes. So that's a, you know, that's a big difference. Like when you're 10, you're kind of like getting more into being around babies and babysitting. You know, I just yeah. remember. And when Riley was age. 10, when Riley was born, Michaela was eight. So, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, it happened with the older sisters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, she's really excited. So I think that will help. Oh, yeah. Know, because, you know, Riley is going to be the older sister in the house. Yeah. With mm-hmm. Jackson and her name is Kendall. Oh, With Jackson and Kendall, I love you know, she's going to be the older, she's going to be the older sibling in the house. So it might change the way she looks at things. So yeah, definitely. Hopefully it does. Um, one thing that they do here actually is they do daddy daughter dances. And m- when we moved here last year, my husband and, and my daughter did that. And sh- that's like literally her favorite day of the year. We went, yeah, we went to one uh, when we were living with Uncle Joe. We you know the school that Riley was going to. They had yeah. a daddy daughter dance, and we went to it. But the one the school she goes to now, I don't think they do because we haven't gone to it. You and Riley was, was so excited that yeah, I don't think it's through the school. I think you have oh. to like I, I don't know if it's through the city or what. Maybe we can find more information on that for oh, anybody that's interested. But um, you know that's one thing. I think for little girls, I mean she's your princess, but you're also her own one and only dad. You know, and so that's super special to do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if at also, you know, if people have suggestions on, you know, what they want to hear, you know, um, we would love to hear that as well. Like, what do you want to hear on the parenting podcast? Like, come on people. Cause we got a lot to talk <laughs> we about. Do. I mean, even if you don't, if you, even if you guys don't give us suggestions, we have suggestions to last for the next <laughs> it's year. True. Yeah. It's never ending. That's for sure. Um, so, you know, just to give, uh, just to give a little heads up on, you know, this podcast, you know, I just, this, it's a weekly podcast that we want, uh, parents that can relate. Yeah. Um, and Hey, even help other parents out. Um, so we, we're going to, we're going to begin to build this community of, you know, parents where, you know, we could just talk as parents. Like what is the best conversation you can have with another parents? 
with another parent. It's parenting. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You can go on for days with somebody you have no clue who they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens all the time. <laughs> it's Grocery so stores true. or what have you. Uh-huh. You know, and you guys talk about parent something about parenting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not a conversation that it's hard to come by. But, you know, there's just needs to be people who can relate. That's, yeah, that's, like that's the, the thing. People who can relate to the things we've been through mm-hmm. and, you know, people to share experiences they've been through that a lot of people haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be real about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, not, yeah, that's yeah. the most important thing too. Don't, yeah, we don't want... We don't, again, we don't judge people, but you can't be, you can't be that one parent that says, hey, you guys, what are you talking about? I'm not the best parent in the world, blah, blah, blah. We are being real about this, people, <laughs> yeah. okay? Yes, every one of you parents are the best parent in your kid's eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. But we're being real about this and saying, look, you know, there has to be that small little community of parents that talk when the kids are not around yeah. and, you know, help each other out in right. certain situations. But we here at Parental Composure are going to make it fun. Yes. We don't, you know, we're not, again, we're not MDs. So we're just literally coming to you, you know, real and full of experiences and we'll share those experiences with you. We'll make fun of those experiences with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Elise, but I will make fun of my kids a lot. Um, and you know what? My kids be, are used yes. to that. My kids know that, you know, my kids know about this podcast. Yeah. They know what's coming. <laughs> they know what's coming. When, That's when, awesome. When I get on, when I'm going to, because I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have people over and stuff like that. My kids will start on me first. And then that's it. They they know it's, hey, it's a wrap. that's an idea. So we're gonna have to have your kids in here. Absolutely, I, <laughs> uh, I we have can no have our kids in here do like a little interview or something. But it's you know we're here to make this parenting thing fun. Yeah. Um, there's a and I see a lot of friends and family who are you know I can see them struggling, and I want them to know that you know I want people like that to listen to us, and you know, just feel better about their situation and know that it's fine. Yeah. You know, you're going to get through it. That's why we're here to make it fun because listen, no matter what you're going through as a parent, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through it. Mm -hmm. You know, do not let it bring you down. Yeah. Um, And don't let the guilt set. I mean, I don't know about you. Moms especially just, just seem to have so much guilt about everything. Yeah. And I don't know about dads necessarily, but um, you, you can't let those things get to you. And I think that's what Mike is saying too, is just like, we're here to just be the real people that are going through the same crap <laughs> and want to help you out and, um, want to be here for you when you need a little bit of therapy. Yes. And we, <laughs> trust me, we are going to have some great stories from here on out. Yeah. Um, but I think we're closing to towards the end. Yeah, I think so. Um, this is the end of our very first. We did it. Parental Ooh. Composure podcast brought to you by OCN. Oh. But this is crazy. Like I know we because in the office you and I would talk a lot about parenting and this and that. But hey, guess what? We're bringing it to the nation. Like we're we're we taking this here. to the next level. So, <laughs> Elise, I am looking forward to next week's podcast. And from here on out, it's going to be an honor working with you. So Me too. I completely agree, and I look forward to next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you all next week. All right.
This has been the Parental Composure Podcast with Elise Sombrano and Mike Ayers. For more content and podcasts and things that make you feel good, head over to ourcommunitynow.com.